clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. Welcome to the Lunker Dog Studios. You're with Captain Jeff tonight, and we are live on Instagram. That's my Instagram, Lunker underscore dog. And um, thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in tonight. I wanted to go over my sponsors very quickly. Um, our major sponsors, Coastal Community Network, where you can get all the real information, the real media. Um, also, Optuno. If you guys don't know about Optuno, go to Optuno.com. If uh, you need a new website, you need to upgrade your old website. Um, that's the original website, Mike, from the old Florida Sportsman Forum. He's still doing my site. He just did the Coastal Community Network site, did a phenomenal job. He has these different programs, and it's Optuno.com. Optuno.com. That's the old original website, Mike. Been with me for over 20 years. So it's not like um, he's some fly-by-night sponsor. This guy has been doing my web stuff for 20 years. As a matter of fact, if you look at the LunkerDog.com website, we have not upgraded that in decades. All right, a decade. Um, we probably needs to be upgraded, but it's still working and it does a great job and my conversion rates are great. And I can't thank website Mike enough for all the support over the years. So up and also my newest sponsor, nautical eye, all of us have a weather app on our phone and we like to look at the radars and the tides and get good information. Please check out nautical eye. Um, it's a great app. And it's everything that a fisherman needs, everything that an outdoorsman needs. It's got their radars. It also has, like, information around the area. Like, if you want to plan a fishing trip or a camping trip or something, and you look at Nautical Eye, and it tells you the weather, and then it also tells you where the nearest stores are and where you can get your stuff and all that kind of stuff. So please check out Nautical Eye. And um, tonight on The Real Guy Podcast, it's kind of a recap from last week. And when I said there was a lot of controversy, there was, like, a shitload of controversy this week. And the reason there was controversy, and it's not like I didn't know the controversy was coming. I mean, when I did the podcast, um, I basically um, was not 100% with this oyster project that the CCA is doing here in, um, in Fort Lauderdale. But I think people took that a little bit too negative. And what I mean by that is there is nobody here in Fort Lauderdale that has promoted um, the CCA more than me. Um, well, maybe there is, but let's just say that I've been promoting the CCA for a long time. And one of the reasons I promoted CCA is because I believe in the guy that um, runs the chapter here in Broward County. And I figure if I had a relationship with him, it could only help the fishermen and the outdoorsmen and the watermen here in Broward County. So, um, I've supported the CCA here for an awful long time. And what I mean by supported, <clears throat> excuse me, I've helped raise money for, but I've also, and you know, if you guys have been following me for a long time, like I don't really do sponsors, especially on YouTube, and I never did any real sponsors until the podcast. And there's some reasons for that. Um, but I was able to build the Lunker Dog brand. I was able to build the YouTube channels. And I was able to, you know, really be effective in online communication without sponsors. But 
and there's a big but. There was people that I would endorse, and I always endorsed the um, the CCA. As a matter of fact, um, in 2017 at LunkerCon, I invited the CCA, and they came to LunkerCon, and we let them talk and promote their banquet, and we were just behind them. We were supportive, and we were we were glad that they were at LunkerCon. But realize LunkerCon is a non-sponsored event. Everybody that went to LunkerCon um, did it because they wanted to be there. And me, I wanted the CCA to be there. And I'm glad they were there. But let's think about that for a second. Now, that's my own event. That's LunkerCon, right? So if nobody shows up to LunkerCon, and it's a complete friggin' bust, I'm out of pocket, Okay. So, it's my money, it's my event, it's a non-sponsored event, but I was still happy that the CCA was part of it and we promoted them. And then we, get it, we did it again in 2018. And then we did it again in 2019. And there's been nobody that's been on the Real Guy podcast more than the president for this CCA here in Broward County. And if you can, you know, make sure you listen to the podcast because he was on four different ones. Um, April 16th, 2018. He was also on March 20th or March 2nd, 2020. He was also on the podcast I did with Brian Sanders. And we always were big supporters of the CCA and still are big supporters of the CCA. Now that I got that out of the way, because, you know, there were some people this week that were pretty pissed off that I was not like 100% into this oyster project that they're doing here in Broward County. Last year, when we had the protest here in Fort Lauderdale because of the giant sewage spills, immediately, one of the first persons that I called to be part of the organization of the protest was the president of the CCA. And he came and he did a great job and I was glad he was there. I went way out of my way to develop a relationship. Okay. Now, this oyster project that they've been doing here in Fort Lauderdale, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing, but when we did the protest, we demanded from the city and we had two demands. We wanted the city to take water quality and the sewage problem that we hear as a priority for a change because they've been kicking the can down the road for a long time. And then it was about accountability. So whatever plans they were going to make to fix the water qualities here in Fort Lauderdale, we wanted to be able to hold them accountable for. Okay, and the CCA was part of that, and I was glad they were part of that. But the same thing that we'd ask from the city, we would also ask from the CCA. And what I mean by is I mean priority, okay? Now, there's a lot of problems down here in Broward County. And let's just say that the priority would not exactly be with an oyster restoration project right now. Am I against an oyster restoration project? No, I'm not. But I really feel that there is better time and energy spent. 
And I don't feel like that should be like a giant priority here in Broward County. Now, that being said, that was my opinion. Secondly, I went way out of my way to make sure that I interviewed the smartest dudes, the smartest, you know, these scientists, these professors, doctors. I wanted to make sure that I interviewed several, which I did. And I've inter interviewed several different um, foundations and nonprofits that I support. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I can't have my own opinion about this oyster restoration project. Okay? So I bring this up, and I'm not exactly really fired up about the whole thing. And I tell people why, and I got a scientist and quite a few people to make sure that anything that I told you was fact, which we'll do in all of our media. And if we were wrong, I'm not saying they've never been wrong before, but if we are wrong, we're going to be the first ones to call it out. Now, everybody knows stuff has to change, and part of that change is calling a spade a spade. Part of that change is making sure that people keep water quality as a priority. So, let me go over some of the reasons that I wasn't really into the oyster project here in Fort Lauderdale. The plan was to go out and set out a hundred of these oyster catchers across town in all different areas to see where the oysters would grow and wouldn't grow. Um, not a bad idea, except it's an awful lot of work and money and time. So my big thing with the Oyster Project was I thought I could put Mike Lambrex on the boat with me. And within a half a day or so, we could go all through the intercoastal. We could see where the oysters will grow, where they won't grow, where they used to grow, where they used to be really great, where it's totally horrible now, and maybe... Um, you know, talk and kind of get a good explanation on the reason why the oysters aren't growing in Fort Lauderdale anymore. And I thought we could do that in an afternoon. That was pretty freaking simple. I did not think that um, the CCA was not necessarily a bad idea, but I just don't think it was the best idea for the time to do an oyster restoration project here in Fort Lauderdale. We know that the water's crazy polluted. We know that the oyster die-off has been going on for years and years and years. So we don't need to do any science to figure that out. So to spend all this time and energy on putting a hundred oyster catchers around town, to me, just did not seem like it was the best um, way to spend your time and energy, especially when I thought we could get all the data they would want to hear or need to know by simply doing a one-day trip out on the intercoastal here in Fort Lauderdale. So anyway, that's why um, I really wasn't into the Oyster Project. One of the other reasons is that I didn't believe that the oysters would grow very well. Now, I knew there were some places they would grow, but I knew other places they wouldn't grow. And because of that... Um, I just thought it was a lot of energy to spend to find out something that we already knew. 
So that was my big hang-up on the whole oyster project in Fort Lauderdale. What I'd like to see in the CCA do, maybe take care of the water taxi problem that we have here. Or the fishermen can't fish in the river anymore, or a lot of locations anymore because the water taxi is too invasive. Or maybe the hundreds of thousands of tons of trash that we see in the waterway. I take video of it weekly. The amount of trash that is in the intercoastal waterway. We're talking about plastics. We're talking about landscape runoff, coconuts, boards, dead iguanas, dead fish, um, wrappers, bottles, just insane amount of pollution. It's hard to believe me saying that about Fort Lauderdale or Miami, but the amount of pollution that's going into the water, stuff that you can see like plastic, petroleum, rampant. Cups, styrofoams, rampant. Friggin' sewage, rampant. More sewage dumped into our waterways in the last year than all the other years combined. And it's going on and on and on and on. So the Oyster Project, to me, just wasn't a priority. Excuse me for saying something. I'm the only one that said something, and I'm going to get feedback from it. Negative feedback? Are you kidding me? After all the support that I've given the CCA, now I'm going to get feedback because I don't agree with this Oyster Project where I think they could spend time, energy, and money better places? That's my take on it. That's it. Not a big deal. Makes common sense to me. It made common sense to me if the water's too polluted, why well, I try to grow oysters. So I get scientists and doctors and people with PhDs, multiples. And everybody knows the science that the oysters won't grow. God knows there's enough science on friggin' oyster growth. But I get the best guy with the most awards and accolades to make sure that has the most knowledge to tell you that stuff. Anyway, that's my whole thing on the Oyster Project. Not a big deal. I can't believe anybody would get upset or feel that I shouldn't give my two cents on it. I'm just using my brain here. And I'd encourage everybody to use your brain first and then listen to other people. But my brain said, okay, the water's too polluted for the oysters to grow, then maybe we ought to fix the water first and then promote oyster growth. I don't know. Common sense? And then you back it up with real science, and it's not like the Peter Burial, even though I think has had the most history and the person that I found with the most research on oyster and mollusk growth and water quality, you know I mean? You don't need somebody like that if... You could simply use common sense. If the water's too polluted, then you can't do oyster growth. So anyway, other people got mad because of the promo where it said CCA Oyster Project debunked. Well, that's exactly what it was. The Oyster Project is debunked because you have to fix the water to get oyster growth. You don't do oysters to fix the water. Not to say that Oysters can't filter water, but they can't filter enough water to clean up the fuck that we got out here now. That's not common sense. That doesn't make 
common sense, then you can listen to the doctors. All of the doctors, all of the guys that study this, everyone that I've ever interviewed, and God knows there's plenty of them, they all say the same exact thing. They call it nutrients. I call it shit. But there's too many nutrients. Phosphates in the water. Well, that comes from sewage. That comes from pollution. Do I have to agree with every single thing that they do? No, I don't. And if people are upset because I'm willing to express my opinion and to make sure that anything that I tell you is the truth and it's fact, then so be it. You know, everybody talks about they want to join this fight for clean water. And they take the word fight very loosely. But when you agree to get into a fight, that means you're willing to do whatever it takes to win and you're willing to take the risk that you may lose. But fights are not all rosy and fun. There's going to be serious consequences when you get into a fight. So anybody that says they want to join the fight for clean water, just realize that it's really a fight. And it's not always rosy. You know what I mean? But the smoke and mirrors that go on, and a lot of it is because of PR, you know. Okay, smoke and mirrors. Let me give you like a perfect example on smoke and mirrors. City of Fort Lauderdale in the last six months has spent some money supposedly on cleaning up the waterways. So they gave a company over $400,000. This company went around with John Boats and basically shrimp dip nets and started scooping a few things out of the water. Um, very rarely would you see the boat. They gave them $400,000 to do it. And now they can say that they spent $400,000 on waterway cleanup. Well, yeah, they spent $400,000 on waterway cleanup. Was there any waterway cleanup? Very minimal. Very minimal. They also spent over $400,000 on a survey to let us know that the water was polluted. Okay, so now they're up to $800,000 that they've spent on supposed waterway cleanup. Except nothing's been cleaned up. And that's what I mean by smoke and mirrors. And this goes on and on and on and on. A lot of smoke and mirrors out there. CCN is here to talk about the smoke and mirrors and to try to make it as clear as possible for you guys. Raising donations, these things like that. There's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't mean that everything they do is 100%. It doesn't mean that there's not a lot of smoke and mirrors because of PR and because of trying to raise money. Those are facts. And that's the type of stuff you're going to get in the type of media coverage when you're dealing with me, the Coastal Community Network, um, any of my social media feeds. Um, not saying they were right 100% of the time. But there's no smoke and mirrors here. Not a whole lot of ass kissing going on. You know what I mean? We want the facts to come out. And we want 
people to focus, be laser focused on the issues at hand. And the issues at hand right now in Fort Lauderdale, Broward County, Dade County, it's sewage for the most part. Not to say there's not other things. And if you listen to the podcast that we've done with the CCA, that first one was in 2018, we talked about that. This was before the sewage spills. And what we were talking about, we were talking about water quality. We were talking about water that came through the dams here and came down the New River and how that's really spoiling the ecosystem. And then the sewage on top of that. And then the construction and then the development. And there's a lot of issues. So to stay laser focused on fixing the issues, that's all we expect. That's all we can really do, you know? But to think that um, I'm not a supporter of the CCA, that's not true. You know, even on a personal level, I'm way out of my way to express myself. And there's nothing that I said during my last podcast that I first didn't say face to face in person and express my opinions. Nothing. Everything was said first face to face. Then, and only then, did I come out and tell the public. It wasn't like it was some sort of sabotage or something. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm a pretty straight shooter. So that priority and accountability is a big deal. And if I'm going to have a protest and I'm going to demand that from our city leaders, I'm also going to demand that from the leaders of the CCA. The other ones that I support, like the Bonefish Tarpon Trust, Captains for Clean Waters. I mean, the list goes on. We support lots of foundations. I mean, I think the American Water Security Project is phenomenal. Phenomenal work they do down there. A lot of them do some really good stuff. Some of it's kind of like smoke and mirrors. If it's smoke and mirrors, we're going to clear the smoke up for you. And we're going to expose that. And going forward, we have to do this. We're at ground zero. I was listening to a podcast yesterday on um, Connected by Water. There was a professor on there who was a freaking really smart dude. And he said all the right things. You know what I mean? And I got to learn a little bit more. And I've been spending a lot of time talking to a lot of people, listening to a lot of people. Anyway. It's just part of the Real Guy podcast is you're going to hear it straight. You're going to hear it without a um, influence. You know what I mean? We're going to tell you exactly the way we feel. And then we're going to back it up by facts. And then if we are wrong, which everybody is wrong sometimes, then we will come out and admit that we were wrong. And let everybody know that. I got some really cool podcasts coming up. Um, next week, I'm going to do a podcast with Susie Bailey. Susie Bailey's a longtime Florida resident here and a writer and a journalist, and she's really into horse racing and all this good type of stuff. Also going to do a podcast 
with my friend John Los. And John's done some really cool things and has been very innovative and has some cool ideas that he's bringing forward to the city of Fort Lauderdale to help clean up the water. Just getting all the details now about that and really excited. Very excited to talk about that. The, um, he has this protein skimmer idea, and it's a way to clean up the waterways, um, take all the crap and everything that we dump into the water, all the trash out of it, and clean the water. And um, it's a really interesting concept. I give them a lot of credit for bringing that to the table, and I can't wait to do the podcast on that. If you guys want to um, see a podcast about it immediately, um, check out uh, Connected by Water. That's Dennis Friel on his latest uh, episode, and um, they talk extensively about the protein skimmer. And um, I love it. I think it's innovative, and I give them all the credit in the world and wish them the best. Coastal Community Network. Wanted to talk about that for a second. The Coastal Community Network has been steadily growing. And I want to thank everybody that has uh, joined up for the Coastal Community Network. Let me uh, break it down for you. So the Coastal Community Network um, is a non-biased media source for you guys. And what I mean by media is we'll be doing videos and investigative reporting about things that are important to coastal communities. We're going to do podcasts like the one you're listening to now. We're going to do them with experts. We're going to do them with influential guests. We're going to do live on or uh, live online shows, which we do every Tuesday night, both on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Also, we're going to have journalism, stories, blogs written by educated people that are leaders in the fight to save our coastal communities. But what I'm most excited about the Coastal Community Network, is we're going to promote calls to action. What do I mean by calls to actions? I mean protests. I mean demonstrations. I mean trainings and seminars. I want to unite coastal communities by doing huge calls to action. One of the most productive things that I've ever done is the call to action, the protests that we did here in Fort Lauderdale. And I think we can organize and help people coordinate and make calls to action successful all around the state, all around the coastal communities. Because every coastal community is just a little bit different. And their call to action may be just a little bit different. But we're going to be here to help them with that, to support them, and to help train them on how to make it successful. Very excited about the Coastal Community Network and the work that we'll be doing in the future. Anyway, thanks for listening to the uh, Real Guy podcast today. This is a podcast for real guys, by real guys. And... Please, if you haven't subscribed um, to the Real Guy Podcast, please do. And also, if you could do me a favor and uh, give us a five-star rating on Apple iTunes, it would be huge. It's a big deal. So anyway, um, until next time, this is Captain Jeff, and thanks for listening to the Real Guy Podcast.